Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Wow, God is so good. I love what he does when we invite him into the room. Uh, This is such an amazing season of really taking our experience of church into our homes, into our lives. God is stretching us, you know. I'm here with Danielle, uh, Danielle Amoako, one of the (laughs) coolest last names. My kids love to say it because it's just the funnest name in the world to say. Danielle is a student studying therapy, um, recently moved into the city, and is just uh, a prophetess. (laughs) I love talking to you because I love hearing what God is speaking to you. You're very sensitive to the Word of God and to what He's speaking in the moment. And today we're starting a new series called Overcome. And so Daniel was so amazing to come and just have a conversation. We're going to be talking about how God helps us to overcome. It's it's from the book of Revelation where it shows the enemy trying to accuse the brothers and sisters. And there's this beautiful picture of those in triumph overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And so today, we're just gonna be sharing the next few weeks, uh, our stories, what God is doing in the midst. And you have an incredible story of how God encountered you as a little girl. And to this day now, we're seeing the fruit of what that relationship is. And so I'm excited for you at home just to really get encouraged. So I encourage you, grab your notepad, grab your Bible, get ready for what God wants to speak to you. And uh, let's pray before we get started and just cover this conversation. God, we love you so much. And I just thank you for everybody that's watching at home. God, Holy Spirit, thank you for going after them. You just love them so much. You're pursuing them in absolute relationship and love. And so I just thank you for that. And I pray that in this moment that your word would absolutely reach us where we are. Your word is so powerful and it speaks to the depths of our soul and spirit. And so I pray that in this moment, as we have this conversation, it'd be more than just words, more than just another message, but God transform us, renew our minds, help us to think like you, help us to be like you. And I just pray for everybody who feels hopeless today, everybody who feels like they're up against a barrier or they can't get around this next obstacle. I pray that they would have faith that could move mountains. I pray that they would have something rise up inside of them to step in to become triumphant and overcomer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Daniel, thanks for being here. Yes, thank thanks. you for having me. Yeah, yeah. can't yeah. wait to dive in today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have this scripture and it's, it's a beautiful marrying of what Jesus did on the cross yes. plus the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power in that. Uh, I think we underestimate actually the power of our voice, yeah. of our story. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Jesus calls us to be witnesses, he literally just calls us to be, you know, mouth what we've experienced, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell people what we've experienced. So today I want to dive in and, and just talk about your encounter mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about your journey, where you were as a little girl, your desires, yeah. and, and just that, tell everybody where, where you were. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, so I, you know, grew up in a Christian home. My father is a pastor, and so I had that exposure from a very young age. I grew up in the church, was always at the church, um, which was great. Um, but I personally didn't encounter the Lord for myself until I was around 12, 13 years old. Um, I definitely felt like the Lord was real just based off of watching my parents. Um, 
they had a very strong connection with the Lord. And, you know, we would have prayer meetings all the time and Bible study. And, you know, there was just the Lord was working in their lives. And even me at a young age, I could see that. Um, and I just the people I was around in my Christian school, same thing. I just really sensed that the Lord was working in their lives. But I just didn't feel like the Lord personally wanted to encounter me. Like, I didn't think I was special enough. I didn't feel like he chose me. I didn't feel like he wanted really anything to do with me. Because um, I just really felt like there wasn't much purpose in my life. Um, so I think it was around, like I said, 12, 13. Um, I had a really major encounter with the Lord uh, where I don't know really what happened to me, but I just really experienced his love in a like a really deep way and it transformed me. But in that moment, I also like not too long after that, I'd say like maybe weeks, couple months after that, I really started getting mental attacks. So I started slipping into a depression. I started getting really anxious about everything. I was extremely insecure, which is like what 12, 13 year old is it? Right. But it was a, it was too, such an extreme that like, I would avoid mirrors. Like it was like really intense. Like it was like binding. It was like not good. Wow. Um, so that was happening and I could just feel myself slipping away and like just kind of losing myself in all of this. And, um, you know, like I said, I was having depression and I started having suicidal thoughts, wow. um, which was wild. And I was even really contemplating acting on it, which made things even way more tense. Yeah. And during that time, I wasn't really communicating with anybody. I wasn't telling anybody how I was feeling. I just kind of kept to myself and was really trying to just deal with everything on my own. And um, I was like, okay, you know, nothing's really working for me. So maybe I should just do what some of my friends are doing. And maybe I should just, you know, find purpose in all these things that, you know, now in hindsight, I'm like, there's no purpose in it. But I was like, maybe if I do some of those things, I'll find purpose and I'll feel better about myself. That didn't work. Felt very unfulfilled. Um, just very like, there's no point to any of this. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord. I asked him, I said, hey, like, I feel like you show up for everybody else, but you're not showing up for me. So I really need you to uh, show up for me um, so that I know that you're real for myself because I, I just don't feel that way right now. Um, and when I had that conversation with the Lord, that very night, I remember being in my room and, you know, I shared a room with my older sister, but honestly, it felt like it was just me in the room in that moment. I remember being in my room um, and just, you know, praying and the Lord encountered me in that moment. And I really don't know how to describe it other than the fact that like, there was just like this light that just overwhelmed me. It was like overwhelming the room. And I was like, this is really strange, but I was really trying to pay attention to what I was feeling like what's happening to me. And in that moment, I just felt like a lot of peace and a lot of clarity. And it was like, the best way I can describe it is like almost like a dark haze lifted off of my mind. And it was like, I was seeing, hearing clearly for like the first time. Like that's what it felt like, which is very strange, but like there's no other explanation for it. And I remember like everything in my life changed, like my interaction with my parents, my interactions with my siblings, my interactions with friends, teachers, um, I just, the way that I was doing in school, like, 
everything changed. Like I was doing significantly better. Like it was just crazy. And I, all I can say, it was definitely the Lord that, you know, met me in that moment and transformed everything for me. Like my depression went, I didn't have any suicidal thoughts anymore after that. Um, and I just felt like I had purpose for the first time in a really, really long time. Um, so that changed everything for me. Mm, wow. And you said, you know, you're in that space of the mind games, right? I think the beauty about being an overcomer in Christ is it's not just being even, it's being more than. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, he gives us the joy abundant, right? The excess of peace. It's not just enough to get by. More than enough. It's more than the, enough. the excess. Can you talk to those that, that might be at home feeling stuck in mm -hmm. depression or anxiety? Because, you know, we, I think we all find ourselves in some form of that, yeah. uh, especially in this season where it's just all over the place. Um, you know, how, how do you feel like God was speaking to that moment in your life personally? Yeah, I think the most significant piece of that was like, God hears me. So like, I'm not, you know, crying, yelling to like an empty space. Like the God of the universe is paying attention to what me, Danielle, am crying out. And I think that that was the biggest piece for me in all of this was understanding and coming to that realization that he's always present. And I think that's what I would want to say to anybody who, you know, is struggling with depression right now. Like God is in that space with you. He sees it. He knows about it. And he wants to relieve you of what you're experiencing. Like he is so intentional that is his heart like he does not want anybody to struggle in that way um and you know that was the most important thing for me after that i was like wow like you heard my cry and you answered and you met me in this moment and you delivered me literally that's what happened um so i i think something really important that i would love to just say is like really ask the lord where are you in this moment what are you doing like can you show me how you are you know comforting me through even just the people that are coming by and trying to interact like he's speaking he's doing things in all different types of ways our eyes just seem to be open to it so um that i think is the biggest thing that i would you know definitely say that really changed things for me personally danielle i feel like god ah you watching right now i feel that god is pursuing you just like he pursued yeah. You, Danielle, and I feel like right now where where you are, the, the things inside of you that are screaming to keep you stay, to, to keep you in place of that depression and anxiety, and I feel like God is drawing you out. Yeah. Um, I just want to encourage you right now, and just before we go on, I just, just want to encourage you to press into that. Have that desperation in your heart to say, God, I need you. Uh, the Bible just says that he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. He's close to the crushed in spirit. Right, he binds us so that we can heal. Um, and, and he just, he cares so deeply about you. Thank you for being so real about that. Um, how do you feel like now being an overcomer, how do you keep that, right? So you had that encounter with God as this young girl, and now you have this experience that you can always go back to. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. What a gift that God has given you, right? That encounter. Um, but how do you keep it in place for those that, that maybe, you know, I've had the high, have had that moment of lift, but maybe have um, stepped away from that, or maybe the season has kind of taken the wind out of their sails. Yeah. What would you say, just some, maybe some practical things that you've done yeah. 
keep it? I think the most important thing for me that has really changed everything is really accepting his words over me for myself. Like him telling me, you know, I'm beautiful, I'm powerful through him, like all those things, like I had to go through the process of accepting that. And once I did that, I started noticing transformation in my own life. Um, but I think that that's really, you know, the key. It's really aligning yourself with God's identity, your true identity, God's identity for you, which is essentially your true identity. Um, that has been the thing that sustained me and, you know, staying in his word, um, being intentional about asking him what he has for me today. That was one of the things, biggest things that changed my life. I would, I think for about a year or at least eight months, I would ask the Lord every day, how do you see me? What do you have for me today? And, you know, he would tell me and then I would go throughout my day. And when he would tell me, I'd be like, no, this is my mind. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. This is not true. And the lie tried to creep back in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the crazy part about it was that I kept running into people and they would call me exactly what he had said to me that morning. And I was like, okay, I'm crazy or they're crazy. Like, like there's no, like, there's no way to you know, make that up. Like, I don't know. Like, and I would literally write everything down as well so that I couldn't tell myself that I was like, you know, lying to myself or anything like that. Like I was like, it's written down. I see that I put the date and the time down that I wrote it, like everything like that. So as I began to take those words in, I was like, okay, this is how you see me. This is how you see me. This is how you see me. I'm going to, you know, be intentional about believing this and really letting this sink in. Um, so that was a huge part of it, but, you know, just relationally inviting him into every aspect of my life has really been crucial. Like I'm making food. Hey, like, what should I eat? Like, I know that's silly. I know it's so, it sounds silly, but it's like, he wants relationship and that, that is relationship. That is, you know, interacting with him and pursuing his heart. Like that's exactly what it's all about. Um, so I think that's made the biggest difference for me. Full surrender. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think about it, like when you're in a relationship with somebody, yeah. me and my wife, we communicate over everything, mm-hmm. right? Where do you want to go to dinner? Yeah. yeah what do you want to do today? Yeah. Where do you want to go? And it's not how we should be with Christ. Yeah. God, what do you have for me today? Yeah. You know, in that pursuit. Um, what would you say to everybody just uh, as they're sitting there kind of taking all this in? You know, I think sometimes when you feel stuck in the moment, these can seem almost like fairy tales or it's good for you, but that could never happen for me. Um, What would you tell somebody just as, uh, just their next steps, what what would you tell them as they're sitting in that place of maybe feeling that desperation for what you have? Yeah, honestly, ask all the questions. How I got to this point is because I asked God a frank question. I, I was like, hey, I don't believe this is real for me. So I need you to show up. And when you're asking those questions, you're not asking those questions just with like, huh, maybe we'll see what happens. You're asking the question with the intention that he will answer in some way. Um, And then it's opening yourself up for it to come in whatever package it comes in. It doesn't have to look how we want it to look. And I think I had to make that adjustment for myself as well 
Um, but I think it's being frank with the Lord. It's being angry if you're angry. It's being frustrated if you're frustrated, but then giving that to him. Right. Not keeping it and just, you know, hoarding it, but like actually allowing him to take it away. Like if you if you're wanting him to make that change in your life, then you actually have to surrender. You have to submit something yeah. for him to then, you know, do his work. Um, he's not he's not going to force his hand, um, you know, without our hearts really being ready to receive so I think it's putting yourself in a position of being ready to receive and then being okay with however it looks would you talk about you know how God healed you from where you were right with that the mental games and the depression would you talk about how when God healed you from the mind games and the the, the place of depression um, that so many of us find ourselves in um, can you talk about what God did in you to help you not live in the life of just even but in the excess of his love yeah. and his joy and that's where God wants us yeah no that's exactly where the Lord wants us um, and the enemy tricks us into believing that you know there isn't much for us or this is our destiny to just experience this is because this is what people experience daily they experience anxiety and that's true like that could just be part of life here and there but there's more in Christ there is so much more in Christ and he can do anything and when we bring all those things to him like what he does with it oh my goodness like even I'll give you an example like I mentioned earlier, I was really struggling with insecurity. It was really intense. The things that I thought about myself, like I said, the mental games, the things I thought about myself were, you know, negative and really bad. And one of the things that I really, like, I used to think like, oh, I'm so strange because just in my family dynamic, like, I guess I was the weirdest one. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, but you know, they, I was just always hearing on a consistent basis, like Danielle, you're so strange. Like, oh my God, like, and I was like, but it was more of joking. Like they were just being my family, but you know, I, I was kind of taking that in and I'm like, okay, what does that say about me? Um, but <sighs> the, the Lord is so great. One day the Lord was just, you know, speaking to me and he was like, yeah, you are weird. And I was like, okay. And it was like, but he's like, yeah, you're weird. But he's like, it's fine. He's like, people might even say that I'm weird. <laughs> like, just think he's like, like there's, when people can't understand you or they can't understand why you do the things that you do, you know, their automatic label is, oh, that's strange. That's weird. But he's like, just being outside of the box isn't strange and weird. It's just, that's the label that they have for it. And that's okay. Like, he's like, I want you to look at that as that's a gift that I've given you. You have a different perspective. You have a different approach to life wow. that not everybody has. And that's a blessing. I'm telling you when that negative word was changed into a positive word for me, I started shifting like how I did things. And I was like, wow, that means I'm unique and I'm an individual and I bring something to the spaces that not other people can bring. And when I had that realization, I was walking in abundance. It, like, it's so funny, it's a simple word change, but I then began to start walking in the identity that the Lord has for me. And things started coming my way that wouldn't have come my way previously. Um, and that that is the abundance of the Lord. Like, I think that it sounds like a silly example, but I'm like, that that's what he wants for us. Um, and abundance, and the Lord looks like just 
you know, living in a way where you understand that you have authority. You are victorious. That is abundance in the Lord. When you have that realization, the way that you walk is different. The way that you speak is different. The way you use your voice is different. Um, my capacity to love changed. Um, when I realized like, you know, when I started accepting the Lord's love for myself and I started walking in that, then, you know, my capacity for loving people grew. That's abundance. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, that has been, you know, the thing that has really resonated with me more than ever. Um, can you can you talk to a little bit, because everything that's happened with you know, Black Lives Matter and the racial tension that's in the air, um, just from the, you know, the black community who has dealt with everything going on in our society, can you talk to that a little bit? What, what has kept you in that solid place of knowing, you know, who you are even in the midst? You know, Something that, you know, the Lord really talked to me about right around when this all started to be become like really a huge deal and things really started to shift in our society. Um, he was talking to me and he was like, why do you always ask why? Like, I just felt like I just sensed that he was asking me, like, why do you ask why? And I was like, what do you mean? Why do I ask why? And he's like, you always ask, why did this happen? And this is in regards to, you know, what's happening, you know, George Floyd passing and being murdered and all those things. Um, that's unjust. And he was like, but you're asking why instead of asking, where am I? Wow. And I was like, huh. So in that moment, you know, in that, in that moment, I felt like I had to repent because I felt like I wasn't believing that God was who he said he was to me. And he's been continuing to tell me he is. Like, I wasn't believing the truth of who he is in that moment by asking that question, why? Because if I'm asking that question, why? I'm assuming that he doesn't know what's happening. Wow. He's not a part of it. And he doesn't, he, he's not wanting to stop it. He's not wanting it to be different. And I was like, that's not okay. So when he asked me to ask him where, where am I in that situation is when I was like, okay, you are present. You've already paid for this. And it's about us understanding that and coming to alignment with what he's already paid for. That's, that's the whole point. Um, so I had to change you know, how I viewed the situation and allow him to really show me where he was in that moment and his heart for what was happening right now. And, you know, I wept like I've never wept before. And I honestly don't even think it was my tears. Like I really felt like I was feeling the strong emotion of the Lord. I really do feel like he grieves over this. And then when that happened and I allowed myself to really, you know, come into alignment with him and what he's feeling about everything. I was like, okay, then what, what do I need to do? What does it look like for me to, you know, be the change right now in what's in society? What does that look like? Um, and I think, yeah, like I said, it started with repentance for me. It started with me really on coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't seeing God, how he truly is. And I wasn't giving him that space to show himself strong in that in that place in my life. Um, so I had to make 
I had to repent for that um, and, you know, allow him to just, you know, show me all the places that he is consistently there and loving me. And what that means for me is that I then have the opportunity to do that for other people. And I'm hoping that when I'm doing that for other people, that they're making a change because the Lord is working, his love is working through me to bring transformation to their lives as well. Um, so yeah, but it starts there. I think repentance is where it starts. Yeah, yeah. And what a season of repentance this has been. Yeah. You know, I think God is purifying us as uh, we have relationship with one another even, mm -hmm. just to really look inside and say, am I a part of the problem mm -hmm. or am I a part of the solution? Yeah. You know, what am I doing to help yeah. to become more like Jesus yeah. in all of this? Mm -hmm. That's what the world needs. Yeah. It's for us to become more like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wanna encourage uh, just everybody at home who's watching this today, if you feel like you're in that place of mm -hmm. inadequacy, you know, in that place where you can't get over um, let me encourage you with the words of Danielle and the, word, with the words of Jesus. It's on your approach. And he said, um, I love the scripture where the man comes to him and says, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name. You know, I did all these things in, 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 in the name of Jesus. And he says, away from me, I never knew you. I mean, that, that shook me when I first read that. Yeah. But it was really an eye-opening um, understanding of what Jesus desires. He doesn't desire for us to be worker bees for him, to perform, oh, you go, Jesus, I'm doing your work. No, no, he wants relationship yeah. with us. And I think it's so beautiful. And today, God wants relationship with you, exactly where you are, wherever you find yourself. And you might feel like you're in a place where you're unworthy or that you've been away too, too long. Like God wouldn't love me. Let me tell you the total opposite. God is pursuing you. That's why you're watching this. That's why, because the Holy Spirit is absolutely after you. He loves you so much. And in this, this moment, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love for Danielle, for you to pray for those that are at home feeling that, maybe that desire to step into that life of triumph yeah. and that life of being an overcomer. Um, and I believe wholeheartedly that today is your day where Jesus wants to encounter you, just like he encountered Danielle as a 12-year-old little girl who was just hungry, say, hey, I've seen you move in others. I want that in my life. And maybe that's your desire today. I let's pray for them and just release that into your life. But would you just surrender yourself and say, God, I need you right now. And there's a beautiful thing in that moment of surrender because Jesus says, I come into that moment. I inhabit the praises of my people. And he even said to Solomon, those who humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. And those are the ones that I'm gonna make my ears attentive, my eyes opened to the prayers offered in that place. And I'm gonna forgive their sins, obviously, because that's what he does. He's in the business of forgiving. But the second thing is that he'll heal our land. Yeah. Um, and that's our prayer, is that he heals us, but he heals our land yeah. uh, through us. And so we just release that over those that are watching today. If, if you would just accept this and just um, pray with us in this, make, make this your prayer. Say, God, I need you in this moment. Let him encounter you. Yeah. Let's pray, girl. Lord, I just thank you that you're always present with us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, I thank you that even right now here, Lord, you are present. Yes, you are so close. You are so near. And I just thank you, Lord Jesus, that you want to encounter us.
Lord, you want to pursue us, Lord. And I know that everybody that's watching, Lord God, your heart is for them. You want to encounter them, Lord Jesus. You want them to experience your love, Lord God, and to be renewed and transformed and changed in you, Lord God. So I just pray, Lord God, for people's hearts, Lord God, that their hearts would just start to come alive, Lord Jesus, to your truth and your word, Lord God, that they would hear you, Lord God. They would listen in close, Lord God, and they would hear your voice, Lord Jesus, that you would speak to their hearts, you'd speak to their minds, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I just pray for restoration, Lord God. I pray for transformation, Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Lord God, for all those dealing with what's even happening right now with the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, all those things, Lord God. That is so anxiety-inducing. It's so... It's such a struggle, Lord God, to really take that in, Lord God. But you know, the good thing is, is we have you. Yes. We have you and you have already overcome. You have won the victory for us. So we can fully, Lord, we can fully rest and lean into you and trust that you are going to continue to move, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that you are always doing something, Lord God. So the question that we need to ask is, what are you doing and how can we partner with you to make sure that your glory is revealed on the earth and people experience your love and they encounter in a way that brings transformation. That needs to be our prayer, Lord God. So I pray, Lord God, that we would come into alignment, Lord God, with that truth and we would let that be our prayer, our guarding prayer during this time, Lord God. Yeah, Lord, I just bless your name. I just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing on the earth, Lord God. I pray our eyes would be open to what you're doing on the earth. We would not be blindsided by fear, Lord, in this time, but we would focus in on your love. We would focus in on what you're doing and we would partner with you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I just, I just bless your name and I thank you, Lord God, that we as your children get the opportunity. We have the privilege. We have the privilege to serve you here on the earth, Lord God. Let us not take that for granted, Lord God. Let us remember, Lord God, that we are chosen by you for a specific purpose and for a specific time, Lord God. And let us walk that out, Lord God. Let us walk that out. Let us walk that purpose out here on the earth, Lord Jesus. Whatever it looks like, Lord God. Whatever it looks like, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for, you know, the seeds that have been planted today, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, for the hearts that are being set on fire, Lord God. Yeah, I just pray more, more, Lord God, more love encounters, Lord God. You would wake them up in their sleep. You would wake people up in their sleep, Lord God, and show them, Lord God, that they are loved beyond measure, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.